Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring the fancy rascal tour is just me, Craig Ferguson. I'm the only performer. There's no opener. How are you going to do that, Craig? Well, I'll suck for the first 20 minutes and charge myself a grand so we get the full effect. Anyway, this weekend I'm hitting the following places. Northampton, Massachusetts, Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut, Boston, Massachusetts. Two shows at the Wilbur. This weekend, August 7th through August 9th. Get your tickets now at thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. Or don't. My name is Craig Ferguson. This podcast is called Joy. It's not rocket science. I talk to people I like about their pursuit of happiness. Here's Wendy Malick, a beloved American actress who, amongst other things, is the voice of Bojack Horseman's mom. She's one of my classier friends. Enjoy. Hey, I haven't seen you since I was watching Owl House on the, <laughs> on the Disney Channel. Oh, did you catch it before it ended? Did it end? Sadly, yes. It was cancelled? I, didn't I even think know Disney it's... got nervous because we had a girl kissing a girl on that show. That's and some of my favorite stuff is girls I'm kissing sure girls. I'm sure it is. So, well, what, how, why did they not want that? Because well, Disney could use that, couldn't they? <laughs> well, I think Disney could could branch out a little more, as you well, know. Well, uh, are they making any money? I think they've lost money recently. Have they really? I think so. They could probably lose a little bit and be okay. Well, I was just talking to someone about that this morning. Like, you're famously immensely wealthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a castle. Well, I, the castle I live in, to be fair... It's about the same price. It needs to be totally replumbed. Well, no, well, yeah, they do. But also, you know, you couldn't get an apartment in New York for the price of my castle. Wow, that's true. Yeah, so it's not. It's not. You have a lot of space there in Scotland. 
Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of land. And very you live few in people. A, you live very in a lot people. of land, though. How many? How much land do you have at your house? Fifty acres. That's plenty. That's fine. It's a lot for here, although yeah. it's almost entirely unusable. Very, very steep up and down. Is it fiery? Do you get fires near your house? Is it fiery? It's um, it's vulnerable to fires. Yeah, because right. we abut the state park. Okay. So we have a lot of fuel out there. And our nearest neighbor is a quarter mile away. So, yeah. Have you been affected by the fires out there? Of course. I think everybody here has. And you've got horses too. Does that make, do you have a horse <sighs> transport thing? We have a horse, we away? have a two horse trailer, which doesn't do you much good if you have four horses and a donkey. Now, do you have four horses and a donkey or three horses and a donkey? Now we have three. I forgot one. Yeah, right. Okay. Because I thought, <laughs> wait a minute, you told me. We have three and a half animals and, now, uh, and dogs. Have you always been a horsey person? No, no. I I mean, I lived in New York for 17 years before I moved here. And as a kid, I did those trail rides where the only time you go fast is when you're on the way back to the bar. Yeah, they're barely horses. And you follow those the things. person in front of you. It's kind of like, <laughs> Have you ever done yeah. the one up in the Hollywood Hills? Uh-huh. Oh my God. That is so, when you see people, you walk up the hills, you see people in the back of them, they're just like, what the hell? Uh, I say, this is awful. He can dress it up, but you yeah. can't teach him how to ride. No, no, I didn't start until I was 40 when I moved to to Topanga. I think that my first of all, I'm surprised to hear that you're over 40. And also, yeah, uh, right. Still you got know, it. I'm older than you are. No. You have to show me some respect. Really? Are you? you oh, yeah. You're older than me. I'm not going to ask you, but you're older than me. Nobody's I, I think older so. than me. I think so. No. I am definitely in my third act, well into my third act. Do you, do you worry about it? What are you going to do? Well, I, I know, but I but worry. Is something that you do, you even if you there is nothing to do. Like I, that's I why I keep busy, so I don't have time to like you know worry too much. Dude, what do you do? You like you go out and clean the horses and stuff. <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I know. My wife does that all no, the time. No, she, I Megan's know. I need always, to meet your wife. You, um, yeah, you do. You're no, very, I think that shoveling shit is is a very relaxing Zen exercise. Yeah, I, I've never found it particularly appealing. Whenever I've had to do it, do you have dogs as well? Yes. What kind of dogs? Now we have a shepherd. I think she's a, what does she call them? Mal, Mal, Malinois? Yeah. Yeah, I know. A Malinois, yeah, Belgian yeah, yeah. Malinois. Yeah, it's like a... But she's a rescue, but she's like a greyhound shepherd mix. She's really fast, has a long, thin tail, really long legs. Yeah, kind of like you a little bit. Kind of like me. Yeah. Actually, we do look alike. Yeah, I'll show yeah. you a picture later. I, I look yeah, no, very I much it. like yeah, her. I mean, I would never say you wear a Malinois, but if I had <laughs> Why to... Why the long face? Yeah. <laughs> but if I was... If I was, you know, looking for a voice of a Malinois in, be me? in a cartoon I was doing, I'd be like, I wonder if Wendy's available because she's got I that. I would totally mo-. do it. Yeah, I think totally. you should. Yeah. So have you been doing a lot of that cartoon voicey stuff? Yeah. Because you have got yeah. a very, very sexy voice. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> right you now, do. I sound like I'm You do. Underwater. You have a sexy voice. It's, it's uh, low. Actually, Laura San Giacomo years ago said, did you ever do you know, voiceovers or do cartoons, stuff like that. And, and and I thought, you know, I did some commercials when I was starting out in New York and figured, well, I don't have to do those anymore. I think I'm going to bag it. And she said, no, you really should. They're really kind of fun. And I fun. got this great Cadillac commercial right out of the box and started doing animated stuff. And I love it. I love to just work with my voice. Yeah, it um, is nice. I, I like doing it as well. I mean, some of it is just a lot of screaming and stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, all that but... when they say, when they call it Walla, when you have to go. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I don't really do the Walla. They bring in... people in to do Walla. Go, you don't do your own Walla? <laughs> I don't do my own Walla. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't. Dude, that is so fancy. But some fancy. of them are, are way more fun than others. I mean, 
mean, for me, Bojack Horseman. I played his mother. I know. I, that to and me, that's the that's the greatest animated series. I think of all it's time. so brilliant, yeah. and the art direction is so insanely Crazy. good. And you can watch them three or four times and and see new stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's so densely and animated and gorgeous well. and funny and heartbreaking. And they gave me this amazing thing to do in the last season, where you found out why I was such a witch. Yeah, you were evil. You were an evil character. But I had a horrible childhood. You personally didn't have a horrible No, challenge. I had a really good one. Yeah. yeah. That's weird that you would become a performer and a successful performer and have a happy childhood. I don't think that's common. Betty White did. Yeah, that's true. But when Betty, I mean, Betty, who we both knew and loved, but when Betty was a child, you know, it was a different time. There were like, they just come up with a wheel. They, and, just, <laughs> you know, people, they just came up with television, yeah. that's for sure. Well, they actually hadn't. Because I remember. Oh, right. And she she was doing radio or stuff and, and theater before TV. Right. I mean, she when they predated first, television. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember because I was so sad. Well, obviously, when Betty passed, it was very sad. But She was, loved you too. Oh, I adored her. You know, she was the first person I worked with when I came to Hollywood. You're kidding. Yeah. She had just come off the Golden Palace, which was the one after the Golden Girls. God, I missed that. Yeah. It wasn't the. <laughs> Uh, the palace didn't work it out. It wasn't so the much. worst thing she did because the worst thing she did was the one she did after the Golden Palace that With I you. was in. Yeah, it was a show called Maybe This Time. Maybe it not. It was me, Betty White, and Marie Osmond. Oh my. Yeah. But you know what? You know, in, in my wildest <laughs> dreams, I can't imagine that cast. You, Betty White, and Marie Osmond. You know, uh, actually, you, both of those women, I love them both and I still do. And they, they were both great to me. They were both fabulous. Marie had some personal stuff that I don't connect to in the same way, religion-y wise, but religion you know, it's her thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> religion-y But wise. she's very earthy, kind of like funny person. And yeah. Betty, of course, is this force in it. Yeah, how long did you guys do Hot in Cleveland? I think it was six years. God, that was a great yeah. show to do. It was such a gift. Yeah, and, it was and so fabulous. utterly unexpected. Yeah? You know, for, well, you, you realize, you look around and how many series are anchored by women over 50. Yeah, I guess. And we were like 50, 60, 90. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty crazy. It was the best smelling set I've ever been <laughs> on in my life. There was the kind of, when you, like there was lavender near Betty and then there was the more exotic perfumes. If it was you and Valerie and Jane. It was Mine like was a, Egyptian musk. Oh, like, I, now you are Egyptian, right? Yeah, or you quarter, have Egyptian heritage. A quarter. That, I think that's fascinating. Have you been to Egypt? No, and I was invited by my grandfather, but he was a Pentecostal minister and way too strict, so I didn't go with him. Right. But I do need to. I've been to Africa many times, but never to Egypt. I'd like to go to Egypt. Perhaps we could go together. Maybe we'll go. Well, Megan is the name of the woman I'm married to. Uh, so I've heard. Right. So Megan and I were talking about maybe doing a Nile cruise. I know. I think that would be really yeah. fascinating. There's this fa you go down the Nile and you kind of can see the pyramids and stuff, but you're still on your own little bit. <laughs> just, <laughs> but quite... nobody can touch you or talk to you. Yeah, I see, because I, I quite like that. I'm not good at mixing. Hi, Craig Ferguson will be hitting the road again this summer and fall, bringing the Fancy Rascal Tour to your region. For tickets and full list of tour dates, go to my website, thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. Come see me live or don't. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, listen. You started out in... Buffalo, is that right? You're from Buffalo, which is almost Canadian. Are you okay with that? Yep. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. Did you go up to Canada a lot? Every summer. Every you, summer. We had a summer house on Lake Erie. See, so you were wealthy. In Ontario. You, you were wealthy No, family? no, no. I grew up in a very middle-class family. My grandparents, um, my grandfather did quite well and, and was able to retire early and they built This, this. is not the Pentecostal ministry. No, no, no. Right? This, this is, is the, the fun island. one. Right. He had a hotel and restaurant and stuff. Oh, okay. And, uh, and they built that house the year I was born on the beach. And it was, three sides of it were a Carolinian forest. And the front was was just sand dunes going down to this beautiful beach. And the water was right there. And uh, Do you have siblings? Yeah, a brother and a sister. So you guys were just swallows and Amazons around? Oh, there? you could just you could just be free all day and oh, play. That's lovely. And the woods, my mother always called it a cathedral of trees, and that to this day is kind of my church trees. So you're not a Pentecostal Coptic Christian no, or anything no. like that. No, you're you. <laughs> I'm a nature advocate. Are you religious uh, at all? No. No, but I would say spiritual. Yeah, no, I just I I rejected all of it for for years. But as I get older, I find myself hedging my bets a little more. So, do you go to church? I built one near the castle. Mm, there was an old building uh, in the place where I live in Scotland, and it was derelict. And during the lockdown, I didn't have anything to do. So I thought, 
I think that was a church. And I'm going to put it back. So I went on YouTube and there's very and little. How to build, how how to build to a church. Renovate a church. <laughs> but I'm not religious at all, but I thought, I, you know, I, it probably should be a church if there's a, if there was a, an old estate like this. So I, I put it back and I, you know, I painted do you it. Go, and, do you go in and meditate? And I, I, I do. I'm, yeah. I'm not churchy, but I like, I don't invite other people in, but yeah. I bought church pews from a place that, you know, a salvage yard. Yeah, yeah. The the guys that were delivering it said, "This isn't a bar." I went, "No." I said, "We've never delivered church pews to a church before. <laughs> they usually take them out of churches and put them in bars." But I had I'd bought them and, and I put them in, and it looks just like a little Scottish church. Do you and have I go there. Do you have stained glass windows? No, we're uh, we're from a different flavor. Where stained glass windows are. That's probably a little too. Yeah, it's like a little, it's a Catholic-y. little, yeah, it's a little imagery wise. Yeah. A, I mean, they do it in Protestant churches. They do. And actually I don't, but I will be honest with you. I have ordered some, the, but just tiny little ones, like yeah, yeah, window yeah. panes. It's not a giant cathedral. It's a tiny wee building yeah, with yeah, some yeah. pews in it. A chapel, like a chapel. Yeah. Oh no, I think Do you don't think of doing that in your place I think in that's lovely. What I do, if I may share it with you. Yes, I please. that's why I'm here. Yeah. Have you ever been to Big Sur? Yes, I have. Okay. We, we did a, a retreat there, a Tai Chi retreat. You do at Tai Chi? Esalen, at Esalen. I, I didn't, I mean, I'd had a little training, but I didn't really know what I was doing. But a year ago, Thanksgiving, we went for a Tai Chi retreat class thing with this Chinese master. And one of the things we did was this morning salutation to the sunrise. And right. we'd, we'd all gather on this cliff and watch the sun come up behind the mountain. And he taught us just some basic moves of welcoming the day. And it's a it's a gratitude ritual. So I now do that every morning. Do you really? I do it I when I walk my quite... dog first thing. And when I'm out just looking at the mountains and the beauty, and I sort of say thank you. And I take in energy that I need and send out healing or forgiveness or peace or whatever it is I want to sort of send into the world, and then gratitude for what remains, including my own body. Well, it's... <laughs> because uh, it's not quite what it used to be. I, I don't know. I Look, I, I, I know that it's not allowed to comment on people's appearance, but yours is spectacular. So oh, you I may say that. Yeah, well, then then it is, though. I mean... But the, I mean, things like, you know, arthritis and, you know, the oh, knees yeah, don't have a lot of cartilage left, stuff things. like that. It's just, uh, it's just part of the deal. Well, you... Because you started out... You were a model when you started, right? Yeah. You, you were doing modeling. Were you very self-conscious? Because whenever I've talked to... Megan, my wife, did, did modeling when she was young as well. And, and the she's still young, obviously. But the <laughs> always, always young. Forever young. Yeah. <laughs> but she's quite, she's very critical of herself. Are you like that? I certainly was when I started because I knew what my good side was. I just was, you know, very self-conscious about how to stand, how to move. You know, my smile is crooked, which I am really aware of. I think there was a time, it's probably during Dream On, which was in 1990, I think we shot the pilot, right. where I went from being the straight woman for Brian Ben Ben to, to being a real character actress. Like I was a neurotic psychologist and they found out I was funny and they let me run with it. And, um, and that was a huge gift because I didn't have to be perfect. I didn't have to be ingenue-like and I never really was. I was always sort of the did you feel like it was, uh, that's an overused word, but the environment for models, I think, is very tough. But I don't know what it's like because I'm not a model and I never have been. But whenever I talk to male or female people who've done it, it's a very kind of 
abusive almost environment. The people that are so mean to well, each other. Well, and it, it, it's, you know, there's nothing to back up this. This is kind of what you've got to offer. So no matter how interesting you are, <laughs> talented in other ways, it really is all about your face and your body. And when that's all you have to go on, you can really lose your mind, I think. Yeah, I think so. Did you lose your mind when you were doing it? No, because I never started. I mean, I went to New York to act after college and um, and I was making like $75 a week and having to waitress on the side. Right. And someone came up to me in Times Square and asked me if I'd ever modeled and I'd, wow, and I'd that, done that. And it worked out okay? Because <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think someone said that to me once in Times Square and it went, it went very badly. <laughs> and it was for a different kind of magazine. Yeah, uh, no, so he said, you should come meet Wilhelmina, which I did. And I just took five years because I wanted to travel. I have huge wanderlust and I couldn't afford to do it until I, until I became a model. So then I ended up living in Paris for a year and oh, I went all over fantastic. the world shooting because I got tan in a day because of the Egyptian background. Ah. And I had a blast. But I knew it was just for temporary that I was going to go back and go back to acting, which I did in when I was 30. Right. So because I guess with a model, it's it's kind of that kind of thing you describe. And then certainly yeah. it, your career is over as a model. At that I mean, age, there right? are models out there that have been doing it yeah, for yeah. 25 years and they look amazing. I, th I think now it's it's a little different. I think you're, I mean, you could model, you could do a modeling campaign right now. Road hard and put away no, wet. No, <laughs> no. Uh, although that is a good name for a brand, I think. Road hard jeans. You can put them away wet. <laughs> They'll come out the next day looking great. Um, so you went back to, did you come to LA after that then? Or did you used to go back to New York? Um, I went back to New York and was there until, well, my ex-husband and I, we had a place in the village and we're there from 82 to 89, I guess. And we're going back and forth a lot. He's the screenwriter. Uh, uh, but then I got a job here and a series, my first one. And moved Is that here. Dream On? No, actually, it was called Trauma Center. I trauma was a doctor, Center? Dr. Bridget Blaine. Oh, my God. I wish. I'd see, Trauma Center is, they don't make enough of that kind of thing anymore. Um, or half maybe the, they half do, the time I, I had a mask on, so it was all about the eyes. It reminded me of all the, the, um, all the nurses during the pandemic who yeah. all got those eyelashes, because that's the only thing they the had to, to, do, to do yeah. in the morning to sort of get ready for the day. What, what Did you notice how strange, by the way, it was what? after the pandemic, you'd be, you'd have worked with people. Well, you didn't work during the pandemic, so you know. probably don't know. But I would see the same people every day on sets and and the medical, the the people who would test you. And yeah. all I knew them all by their eyes. But then every once in a while, you'd be outside and somebody would take their mask off. And it was just so shocking. Yeah, it, was it was like, like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, it was Sometimes like, it didn't match. They yeah, didn't... Or, or it was like someone taking their pants off or something. You're like, <gasps> it was shocking. I saw, I saw the full face, nose, lips, everything. No, it was a revelation. Yeah, I know. It was, it was weird how it, it, it quickly went in. That's if you, if you wore masks. Some people didn't wear them because they... Didn't believe. <laughs> Do you want to go down that road? No, what, you have a lot really. of tattoos. I don't think I've ever seen your arms before. Well, I used to mask them up when I was on Hot in Cleveland because <laughs> it wasn't appropriate for the housekeeper. No, woman nobody that you wants played. to see a, a when bunch you were in of, drag. It yeah. wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Do a, some drag work. You were Mrs. Doubtfire. That's I right. I think that would get me in trouble now, wouldn't it? Or. People are angry at drag queens, or I'm, I'm not a drag queen, but I did my best. And certainly there were drag queens helping me. You were charming. Me. Thank you. I, I did my very best. I always felt, and I've had to in my life, dress up 
as a lady for various different roles. And whenever I dress up as a lady, I look more like a guy. It's a very reverse. No, you wouldn't transition well. No, no, it's it's not for me. Yeah, but, fabulous hair though. Thank you. And, and so do you, do you have you ever tried? You, I think, could maybe be a drag queen. Well, I think you could pull off androgyny a little bit. I mean, you're very oh, beautiful. I totally, in no, a, I, I totally do. Yeah. I mean, I love to wear men's suiting and. Yeah, I think that would yeah, be a good look yeah, for you. Yeah. Did you play around with that when you were younger? Like the. Well, my best friend was a boy until I was twelve. Johnny Prusesky, and we used to play John and Mary Pioneer Family, and we each had little BB guns and stuff, and we used to, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and we slept out in a fort together and stuff like that. I, I was actually going a bit later. I was thinking in New York, like, but, but you went to 12 years old with Johnny as a Pioneer Family. That's good. Did you guys have children? Or no, 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 we didn't have children. It, was, it wasn't about the sex. It was all about No, 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 I didn't mean that. I just meant, did you adventure. have children as a pioneer family? <laughs> no, no, no kids. We didn't have time because we were too busy defending our fort. Oh, against uh, imaginary invaders. Yeah. Okay, I get yeah. it. So you came out to LA and you started working here. And the dream on was that, what was the name of your character in Trauma Center again? Bridget Blaine. Bridget Blaine. I uh, see. You I, probably know some Bridget Blaines. Yeah, I, a lot of, I, I've had some. Bridget Blaine jobs over the years as yeah. well. I think it was from, pretty silly, but it was my first, you know, I think it's regular great. gig, I, I, and I, I was that kind very of thing. excited. I thought L.A. When was this? Be the eighties, nineties, nineteen ninety? I think nineteen eighty. I think I got that job in eighty four, eighty five, something like that. Because I remember L.A. and I moved here in the mid nineties, and I always thought L.A. was for a town as big as it is. It was kind of like sleepy in an odd way. It was quiet. And then certainly people who were working were, they all went home at eight o'clock at night oh, or it's, earlier. It's such an early town. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's, there is a sector of LA that is the clubs and stuff like that. But, yeah, but they're not but working. They're not working. No. <laughs> they don't have to get up the next morning. They're not going to the set at six o'clock. But it's o'clock not morning. like New York where you can go out to dinner at 10 o'clock and. No, I can't do that now. Anyway, I get I get acid reflux if I go. Out. Yeah, I sat next to a very attractive woman at a wedding about six months ago, and we were just chatting. And I said, "Oh, it's so funny! Like back in the day, we would have both had drugs." And she went, "Yeah." And then she brought out antacid tablets, and I had antacid tablets. We both had Let's have some Pepsi. <laughs> we both had <laughs> stuff for acid reflux, but you know. Time moves on. Oh, no. I have friends who say, Are you, do you want to do a blue hair dinner tonight at 5.30? 5.30. 30. I love it. Yeah. I, I, well, I need to have four hours before I lie down or I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and it's also... Here, I think you're much more in tune with nature. So yeah. you get up when the sun gets comes up and... Out there in... In the Santa the Monica Mountains. The Santa Monica Mountains. Yeah. It's lovely out there, though. It's beautiful. No, it's... I call it my nearest faraway place. It is. Don't you hate the commute coming in, though? Do you drive yourself? Yeah. I like to drive. Yeah, I know. I think if you live in LA. Because you you know what one of my joys is? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks, pal. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things is finding music and blasting it, which is why I don't like people to be in the car with me very often. Right. Because I listen to it pretty loud. What Uh, do you listen to? What kind of music? I have very eclectic taste. But right now I'm listening to this song, this Sting song, She Walks Upon the Earth. It's a little bit of a salsa rhythm. It's Uh some Brazilian guy, I think, wrote it. But that's my latest addition to my playlist. And when I'm driving and I hear a great song, that just brings me so much joy, I can't tell you. So I I, I love to drive and listen to music. But you're, you're quite 
solitary then. It seems to me that you quite like your own company. You're out there doing slow kung fu in the morning, <laughs> and then you just you in the Malinois, and then you like to drive on your own. I like to drive on my own, but then I like to get to the place where I get to hang out with people I like, yes. and then I get to go and play when I arrive. Is it? St- does it still hold? Like acting is still fun. Then it's still playing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to ever stop. I don't think I could do what you did and go off for two years and and live in a castle where Uh, it rains every day. I don't think I could do that. Well, you'd end up building a church is what happens. As you're building a church. Actually, I might become a nun. You never know. You'd be a great nun. (laughs) I played a nun in a movie. In what movie? Yeah, it was called, what was it called? Because I think think I've seen that movie because I think I've seen you as a nun. Big Show, who was a big uh, wrestler in the WWE. Really? It was a, yeah, he a was, wrestling nun movie? God, yeah, well, I feel I mean, like I he was he it. was in an orphanage. He was an oversized orphan. Right. And I was the Was it head the rock? Nun was it, it was the rock? It was the rock as an orphan. <laughs> it wasn't the rock, but it was his name was Big Show. Big that was his name. His name was, was Big, Big Show. Show. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Show was, was the big, wrestler. Yeah. And uh I, I just don't need to go any further, but no, I think you. But do. I played a nun. You played the nun yeah. in the orphanage. Was and Big Show was a, was an orphan, and then <laughs> went on to wrestle. I guess I don't know. You didn't I, I see just... the movie. <laughs> I missed that. One. Uh, you know, I have to say, I have done movies I I haven't seen, and I have no interest no, in seeing. I know. Well, and and maybe I'll just want to see my scene, but that's enough. Yeah, when sometimes when you be honest, when you get a script, you just look at your lines and go, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. That's why. I was very surprised, especially with voiceover stuff. When I did the How to Train Your Dragon movies, I went to the premiere. I was like, this is really good. Oh, you had no idea what the no, story was No, no, I just, it was like me going, oh, hi, ah, oh, hi. And then uh, I was like, oh, this is a good movie. I'm really pleased. Yeah. Because usually, um, with the exception of Hot in Cleveland and a couple of other things, mostly what I'm in is garbage. Do you think that? So did you have aspirations to, to do something a little meatier? Yeah, I think so at the beginning. Did you ever do, like, were you ever classically trained? Or no, 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 nothing like that. But I kind of, I think at the beginning, before I knew how the sausage was made, I was like, oh, I want to really act, like really do some serious acting. And then you meet some serious actors and you go, oh, this guy's a fucking dick, I can't take this. I think <laughs> I want to like, go laugh instead. Yeah, oh my God, there's like people like, you know, Squinting into the light and that quizzical look and being very worried about yeah, how very you're angst ridden. Oh, there's a lot God. of that, especially for men. A lot of yeah, a lot that. of uh, looks like it's gonna rain. <laughs> looks like it's yeah, gonna a lot rain. of mumbly, yeah. mumbly kind I'd, of. I'd like to do a western. I, I would like to. Oh, actually, done a western? I would too. I'd love to do a western. We could do pioneering family. Okay, let's think right. about. Let's yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not sensing a huge deal of enthusiasm for no, you. No, no, no. I'd yeah. love to. I mean, I I can ride still. <laughs> right, and That's I should true. do it before. You I can't. Do you know, Do you know Bill Shatner? Uh, he was on Hot in Cleveland. Oh, of course he was. He was yeah. Valerie's neighbor, I think. Right. Yeah. Bill didn't start riding horses till he was fifty. Yeah. Well, I was forty. Yeah, I think that's why he's still healthy and you know moving ish. around healthy-ish. Well, not in his brain, but I think he'd be the first to admit it. He's fucking crazy. Bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's crazy and angry, but he's a lot of fun if you get on the right side yeah, of him. Yeah, No, but, he is fun. Yeah, he yeah, is fun. Yeah. He's Canadian. A lot of Canadians are fun. You know, people say no, they're... No, come they're, on. No, people the, say the they're part wood. The fun ones moved here. That's but, what happened. 
Enrico Colantoni. Okay. Have you ever like interviewed him? No. One I... of the most hilarious, brilliant, fabulous. He was on on Just Shoot Me with Me. He oh, played. Yeah? He was the bald guy, the photographer. Oh yeah, yeah, He's yeah, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing actor and a fabulous human. Jim being. Carrey. Jim Carrey. Well, uh, Mike Myers. So that proves your Catherine point. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara is great. Who's hilarious? Was she ever in Haunt Cleveland? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Haunt Cleveland to me seemed like it was it was a really good place to meet people that you were in awe of. Totally, Not just the cast, totally. But no, like no, the no. Guest stars. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember for me George have... Takei was there one day. I was like, oh, and he said, oh. "Can I have a selfie with you?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, you can, George Takei." My favorite was when. Uh, when Carol Burnett came and she played that's, my mother and I'd legend. grown up, you know, yeah. watching her show and was, Saturday was, night. was that the, cause funny woman. She was, were you drawn to comedy right away? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing that brings me great joy. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> is when you get to dive into something that's really well-written and you get to be human with all of that, of that, that entails. So, I think Frasier did it really well. Right. Frasier was a comedy where they also allowed for people to go into a dark place and to have a serious moment that was earned. And it didn't have to always end on some sort of yucky, you know, sticky laughter. Yeah. Which a lot of sitcoms do. Yeah. But it was a really smart group of writers. And uh, yeah. They're rebooting it, I think, aren't they? They're going to make a new Frasier. Yeah, but it's not anything like. Nobody oh, from the old. <laughs> Kelsey's the only one in yeah. it. I think. Oh, Jane's not in it. No, no, it's oh, none that's of, not, nor Perry, nor David. So, uh, yeah, but that was a fun one to work on. But I'm I'm working right now on on an Apple TV show, Shrinking. Have you seen it? I've not seen it yet. But is that the one with Harrison Ford and, and Jason Segel? Jason, and no, you she... probably know Jessica Miller who's so great. He was on The Daily Show. She was a correspondent. I don't know Jessica Miller, but I do know Jason Segel. Hilarious woman. I play Harrison's neurologist. Nice. And we end up having a thing. Sexy time with Harrison Ford? uh Uh-huh. That's all right. It's all right. And it was so much fun to work with him, for one thing, because he's a doll. Yeah, he was um, on the old late night show. He was a lot of fun. He's really great. Yeah. Uh, He's like real curmudgeonly, but he's actually really funny. Yeah, it's it's that funny thing where he's cranky. I told him he was like an old, he was like my favorite old pair of jeans. And that's the highest compliment I could pay (laughs) a man. But that show allows you to go into some darker places. It's the same people who did Ted Lasso. Oh, right. You know, which is just a wonderful, it just sort of covers the whole spectrum of of human behavior. And so people can find joy and sorrow and and all of it. And, And as actors, getting a chance to play in that kind of a playground is, um, much more gratifying than just doing straight comedy if there's no underlying thing. You earn your laughs much more when right. you let people in to see your vulnerabilities. Well, I think that that draws me more than than just shtick. Yeah. But the the idea of even even this podcast was all about I hate the word podcast. It feels like I know. Let's find a different word. Uh, radio this conversation. Program. Radio program. Yeah. This radio program that goes on computers and phones. No, the whole idea behind these conversations that is that I wanted to talk to people, not necessarily about joy, but that had a positive impact on me. People that I liked. Oh, really? Uh, is that why you invited me? Yeah, I like you. Oh. I don't want to invite 
people, or if I don't know them, like you, I know because we worked together and I liked you and I still like you, even although when you come in, you said, oh, you've gained a few pounds. And the, uh, and I still like It's only you. because I care about you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I know, because I speak LA and you've gained a few pounds means, my God. God, what the fuck what is happening to you? in the rain in Scotland. Oh my God, you've been sitting in Scotland eating pies. Um, haggis. I, I don't uh, eat the haggis much. You invited me once to, my husband and I were going to be in England. And you said, if you come up to Scotland, I'll feed you some haggis. From uh, haggis, yeah. Well, and I, that remains open. You can but have But I will never eat haggis. You, I barely eat fish anymore. Yeah, but I would have some of your salmon if it's fresh. Yeah, oh yeah, I got a bit of salmon. But I tell you what, McSween's vegetarian haggis. Oh yeah, you may make that face, but I'm telling you, it's great. But see, I don't like any of that plant-based stuff that's supposed to taste like meat. It's not meant to taste like meat. I don't. Like it's it. vegetarian haggis, and it predates plant-based stuff. Even although it's plant-based, it predates plants. Is what I'm saying. It's made of dinosaurs. <laughs> it's dinosaur meat. Which counts as... Freeze-dried. Yeah, it's freeze-dried dinosaur meat. It's uh, it's vegetarian haggis from McSween's and Edinburgh. It's delicious. No? How about I just come and we have salmon? Yeah, you can have salmon as well. It's Scotland or salmon. Then go to church. Then you can go to the... I'll show you the wee church. That you'd the be wee, very... You'd be like, I, this you should, isn't a church. This is a building. It, call it the wee church. It is the wee church. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, it's a chapel. Uh, no, chapel sounds a little... Oh, it's bigger than a chapel. No, 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 no. It's it's small. I mean, it's about the size of maybe the room we're in right now. Oh, that's a chapel. Is that a chapel? Right. Well, it's a little chapel, then, and you can go in go there. Go and do the chapel. You're not getting married in there. <laughs> now, but the thing is, I used to be quite atheistic. I'm not atheistic anymore. Are you an atheist? I don't think so. Uh, I think I still believe there is some greater thing, and that, and it's something I love. My my daughter is in Europe right now. And she keeps just randomly running into people she knows from like boarding school. I mean, she's 21 and she three times has run into people in Paris and Amsterdam. That's very cool. Which I just love. And she said, can you believe it? And I said, you know, I really do think there's a master plan to all of this. I don't think these things are accidents. I think that a lot of this, um, a lot of this is an unfolding script that's already been written. I think that that's right. And I think that you can choose to believe. It's, like, it's almost like you can choose to be positive. Yeah. You can choose to believe or you can dismiss it as it's all random and chaotic, which is, they're both equally unprovable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you might as well. I mean, that I remember I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's very devout, I suppose. And he said, look, if if I get to the other side after all of this and somebody or or nothing happens or somebody says uh oh, no you you got it totally wrong well what does it matter i had a good time i i liked it. it made me feel better and i kind of i'm impressed by that also the idea because atheism is so didactic and and religious as a stance and that it's fundamentalism i i don't do well with that yeah, yeah. you know and also you're saying Einstein, wrong. Socrates, wrong. Isaac Newton, wrong. Plato, and, wrong. And on that note, mm. I told you I lost my mom about three weeks I'm ago. I'm very sorry At to 94, that. she mm. had a great run and she was ready. Right, she and ready we to were go. there at the end and she said to my brother at one point, she looked up and said, oh, you kids are so darling to be here. I know you have lives of your own and I'm sorry it's taking me so long to die. Oh my she God, was that's amazing. Fabulous. But when she 
finally left. Same thing happened with my dad. He waited for us. But I realized that, and if you've ever been around, I'd never been around a person when they actually passed, but I've yeah, been around many, I, I many have. animals that we've had to put down over yeah. the years. And the second they go, the energy just goes, whoosh. Yeah, they're gone. Because energy doesn't die. Yeah. So whatever that soul or that spirit is that that is in all of us, that continues somewhere, somehow, how I don't know. Right. But it isn't a complete end of everything that was that person. No. I, or it, that, it, that, that creature. I think that's right. I think also, whenever you talk, particularly with atheists who are, you know, it's kind of like people who are really into weed. I'm like, shut up about your atheism and your fucking weed. Shut up. I don't mind you having it. Just keep the stank off me. And do you smoke a lot of weed? On occasion. Yeah, really. Well, you don't smell of it. So well done. I'm just... Oh, very uh, rarely. Yeah. But I do like, uh, I like a little chocolate at night, dark chocolate. So you were going to say peyote or something. <laughs> I like night. a little acid yeah. <laughs> on weekends only. Did you ever get into that? Did you ever get druggy for any length of time? Sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, it'd be cocaine, I suppose. No, I never liked Coke. Yeah. I, I'm wired enough. I like things that are chill. You like the base But notes. I did love, okay. I loved tripping when I was in college. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Acid? Oh, it was so much fun. I've, I With a group of people that you knew and trusted, and yeah, it was really, it like really fascinating and mind-blowing and um, kind I'm of great. quite surprised to hear you say that, mm -hmm. you, that, that you were into psychedelics. That, that, would I you get to, you do it properly, you sit together and go, we're all going to take this, yeah. this is a safe place. Oh, yeah, place it was with people that. that we loved, and we always could be in nature outside, and uh, total trust thing, and... Um, yeah, no, it was quite wonderful, but it just takes way too long to come back down oh from it. Oh, my God, so when you laughing and it's day three, <laughs> and you're like... Well, and having just these amazing epiphanies, you know? Yeah. What <laughs> epiphanies did you have? Oh, I just... Do you the, remember any? I, yes, I do remember. It was kind of the same thing I had first thought about when I was sitting on the... We used to sleep on the beach at that place in Canada, my summer right. beach. And I remember being a kid and looking up at the stars and thinking, so I wonder what is beyond what I can see and what's beyond that. And that whole concept of infinity, which is like so mind-boggling. Yeah, you can't take But it the out. whole idea that we are just this tiny little speck in this giant universe among other universes. And mm -hmm. there was something about all of that that I think has informed my adulthood in realizing that there is something else going on here that we can't quite fully comprehend and not to sweat the small stuff too much. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think that that it's very helpful in that regard. I mean, if I have a belief in a deity or a, or a god, and I, 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 I'm like you, I, there's something. It's it's not all knowable. Then I can't imagine that that deity, that enormity, would be worried about what I would wear when and who I would love and what you should read. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> And what I what words I say out loud, like if one's got an F in the front or something, it's like I don't get all the the pressure of all that. That's that's a people thing, I think. It's not a God thing. No, and I I, I think this whole kind of extremist sort of positioning on who you should love, yeah, and what you should read, and it's a real throwback. All that it stuff, is a throwback. It, yeah, it seems yeah. like we're going back into like the Stone Age or something. It's just not. It's funny because I think about that. You have a daughter who's twenty-one. I have a son who's the same age, twenty-one. Um, that generation are much maligned by people of our generation. I was, you know, calling them woke and calling them names basically because they believe in a different way. And I fell into that trap a little bit myself, but because I work in humor, and so I'm like, I should be able to say what I want. And then son, I know I get yelled at about pronouns. Sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, if you change the rules that fast, you got to like, give me a chance to yeah, catch exactly. up. I mean, but exactly. the, but I think the thing is, my son said to me, "Well, what do you want to say that you're not getting allowed to say?" I said, "Well, nothing, I guess, but I should be allowed to say what I want." He said, "You can't say what you want, but what do you want to say that it's so <laughs> objectionable?" I went. Think there is anything, but I think it's fear of getting older for a lot of people. I think the idea of calling younger people names is because you're afraid. Well, and I think, and I remember going back to when Obama won the election. Okay. And my mother, who is a lovely person and doesn't have a mean or racist bone in her body, but mm -hmm. she she actually was thinking about voting for him, but she said, I'd never vote for Hillary. But my right. dad got to her and she ended up voting for for Hillary. Oh, 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 she went the other way? Yeah, she went the other way. Uh -huh. But afterwards, when, when Obama won, she said, you must be very happy. She knew I had gone out and canvassed and right. worked hard for him. And she said, well, 
I guess it's just hard for me because I don't recognize this country anymore. Because she was so accustomed to it being run by people who looked like her father, mm. who were old white guys. You're and, right. Uh, and I think it was just such a change. And she was worried that, and it was when we had the House and the Senate and Obama, mm. you know, that brief period of time. Mm -hmm. And she said, I just want there to be more of a balance. And I feel like everything is changing so fast, I can't keep up. I think that's what age feels like sometimes. Yeah. I think your mother's accurate in the sense of the sensation of it. But if you think back to your Pentecostal grandfather and how your life in Paris when you were a young woman, how different and terrifying that would have been to him. I think watching the youth is frightening because they don't need you. I think that's... And, and at the same time, that's exactly what you hope for. Exactly. It's the, it's the weird thing is like yeah. when I look at, you know, as my younger son uh, is only 12 and he needs me, but not as much as he needed me five years ago. And five years from now, he's going to need me even less, you know, and it's unnerving a little, I think, it, on societal level as well. Like America, of course, is changing. It is changing. Uh, Everything yeah. changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is an idea that people have that it always gets better. And I don't know if that's true. Yeah, we don't know, do we? No. Are you a student of history at all? Are you in, do you a little? Look, yeah, a little. Yeah, like like looking at the circular way that history unfolds. That we yeah. go too far in one direction and then in another, and then find our balance again. You know, I think in terms of the environmental stuff, that's the part that is the most chilling for mm. me, because we don't have time to dick around with this stuff anymore. We don't. I think that the, the environmental stuff fascinates me because it's such an emotional thing. See, I have a feeling that Americans in particular, but really everyone in the world, but particularly Americans, are not political at all. They're emotional. And I think that the argument for in climate change right now is very high on everyone's emotional level, but I think it's also an engineering problem. And I think that that's a little different. And I mean, what I mean is I'm not like, I'm not in any way saying that none of this, because of course it exists, but I think you must add to the emotion, the engineering challenge of this. And I'll tell you what I mean by it. In the early 1900s, there was a lot of fear in Victorian England, particularly in London, that if they didn't solve the horse problem, that London was actually going to be under about 20 foot of horseshit mm. by 50 years. And of course, the engineering thing changed and, you know, it's the whack-a-mole. We're not worried about horseshit, but now we're worried about fossil fuels. And so, yes, the emotion drives the engineering, but there's also the engineering. I think there has to be, it's not just stopping carbon emissions is what I'm saying. It's like we have to do something to reverse the problem in the first place. I agree with you, mm -hmm. but I think that it is now at the level where it is changing so rapidly, mm -hmm. and we are such pigs in this country in terms of our consumption. Mm. I mean, the States is the worst offender. Is it really? I didn't, per I mean, capita? I, I, yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. yeah. And you look at Africa, who I think, I think it's like 5% of the pollution comes from the entire continent of Africa, you know, and they're, they're probably going to have the hardest... This will impact them the most drastically. Are you very involved in in that world? Do you 
what do you do with it? I mean, what, how how does an individual do that? I mean, because I, I find it hard to believe that if I put, you know, plastic in one container and, you know, vegetables in another, that it'll help Africa. Does it, does it work? So I'm on the Environmental Media Association board. We just had a, a climate and impact summit last week. It was a three-day thing where different people who are trying to work on ways of solving this and a youth board, which we also have, sort of come together and figure out positive steps you can take, you know, going forward. But what it seems to always boil down to is consumption. And we are such huge consumers here. And breaking that kind of addiction is going to be the biggest challenge. Like I have to say, if somebody told me, okay, you're not going to be able to drive anymore. You're going to have to take mass transit. What am I going to do about my music? Right. Well, you got I guess ear, I'm going to have to put my earbuds in. Yeah. And just blasted that way. I'm being facetious, but I was I was sitting the other day when it was pouring rain. And I was going to come and see you, and it was just way too right. crazy and stormy, right. and and thinking, God, how blessed am I to be sitting in this cozy house with a fire going, and I'm dry and safe and warm, and there are so many people who are not in this situation, or right. it's either too fucking hot or it's too freezing cold, and right. it's they don't have any options, and we have so many options, but it's going to take those of us who do have those options to just sort of lead the charge if we're going to fundamentally change the way this is going and right. the direction we're going in. It's interesting because I, of course, agree with you. And I think that a lot, I think probably the majority of people would agree with you. I think that there is an emotional distrust out there of the system and how to do it. I think. A lot of people have lost faith in, because there is no real news outlet that you can trust, like none. Like, I don't... I still I still find NPR okay. comforting. All right. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't listen to enough NPR, but I like the idea of you being out there in the rainy house with the fire going and NPR. And I still on. listen to the BBC. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hold with the BBC anymore. I mean, really? I think the journalism is great. But they've let you do. But they've let me down a couple of times, and I'm like, no, uh, 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 that's not what happened. Or why didn't you report on that? Or you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're as subject to pressure from outside sources as everyone else. You know what we might need? Mm. An alien invasion. That would certainly bring us all together. Yeah, something that unifies you to realize you really do share this planet. Together. Or maybe a giant comet. Or a giant comet, you know, an like, asteroid. Like asteroid, a big asteroid coming towards, but like in these 90s movies. I would prefer movies. that it, it be not an invasion, but the aliens come, but they're far more well, they're wise. Nice, nice they're alien. wiser than we are. Yeah. Yeah, um, but no they, one's going to hold with You know, that. like E.T. or did you ever see The Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah, of course. Which one? Gorp. Like Klaatu. You know, Klaatu Matiko. What yeah. Now, are you talking the uh, Brian, Brian, is it Brian? the original one. Right. Is that, what was Ma this? Michael Rennie. Michael Rennie, not Brian Rennie. I think Brian Rennie was the guy that I was at school with. Like, I was doing that. I don't remember being in that film. Michael Rennie. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Keanu Reeves did the remake of it. Yeah. No, he can't remake yeah, that. you can't it remake was... that movie. I don't, uh, although if you've got a chance of doing anything good, it's with Keanu Reeves. Really? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Are you? Yeah, I am. Well, I... I should probably revisit him because I fell out of... In what movie? <laughs> what one? I don't know. I just, I found him not so interesting. You have to... Have you seen the John Wick movies? No. Oh, they're awesome. Okay. They're like a dark Tom Cruise movie. Like 
bad, violent, scary. That's why I haven't seen them. Yeah, I can't imagine that it's your thing. I, you know what? It's not really my thing either, but I watched one and I thought, oh, you know what? That's awesome. I'm going to watch another one. Oh, I get it. It's like a guy thing. Yeah, it, a little bit. I no, think. I remember somebody in New York years ago who was a writer on Saturday Night Live in the early days printed cards saying violence is not entertainment. I'm kind of, I'm sort of a subscriber of that. So I don't yeah. watch violent things. I get that, but I think it is sad. Part of like, life? Well, also, it's kind of like the gunfight scene or Star Wars or, you know, I mean, it's like violence is in entertainment. You know, Three Stooges even, the Marx Brothers. But there's something about the violence that's kind of silly and fun right. and um, fantastical and something about the real terrifying and I don't know I I, I, I mean I'm just speaking for myself right? because perhaps that can put some people off and make them a little more wary of doing that but we are such a violent society right now yeah. in this country that I don't know that it it's good to glorify that oh I suppose you're right does it desensitize you to violence I suppose it does. I think right? so. Yeah. I think so. I think they had to do that. Uh, did you ever Do you remember do you remember did you ever see the movie Alan Ladd was a George Stevens Raff. movie? All right. George Stevens, right. Yeah. But it was the first Western where he said, I want real gunfire. I want to hear how loud it is. And when it was first screened in the in the theaters, people said, turn that way down. It's way too loud. They said, no, that's the that's sound the of sound a real gun going real off. Gun. And when they punched somebody, you really heard the punch and you saw the guy go down hard. And it was it was important. Shane. 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 That, you know what? I have seen that movie, but not in a long time. He wanted time. people to understand that this was real, that it's not just a boom, 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 boom. You know, it's uh, that that guns kill and punches hurt. I remember seeing that when I was a kid on the Rockford Files. Mm. It was the first time I, when Jim Garner would punch somebody and then go, ow, ow, and his hand was <laughs> sore and everything. And it was kind of cartoony, but I remember thinking, because I was, you know, I get into some scrapes when I was a kid. And I remember it being hurts. in fights. That it really, really hurts. And yeah. it's scary. You don't just get up and do it again no. and then run after the guy after you've had the... No, I still see these things. Uh, occasionally, I'll catch something and it'll be a guy getting the shit beat out of him. And then he gets up and runs after the one who did it. Well, you know what? That That's also true of when people get drunk in movies. They don't feel that? They, well, they get, I'm really drunk. And then, then they say, but we have to go and do this. And they go, okay. And they kind of shake it off. And I'm like, that's no, the adrenaline. Apparently, uh, that's the adrenaline. Yeah, it's like two months and fucking rehab to stop being drunk that's nasty so listen as we get on to that just very briefly you never because we talked about you taking the bass notes and the psychedelics but it never drew you in you never got into a problem with any of it oh no you? no i actually i think i'm blessed with moderation and um you are a very uh, temperate person emotionally i think but then much. again i've never been married to you so that's, i don't well know. that's true yeah no i would say i say that's that's kind of i think that's how i'm wired so i enjoyed it but i it never interfered with you know school or work or anything like that um it's admirable and i like to drink but you know not a lot? too excess do you like to drink scotch in the winter when it's really cold. You would really enjoy Scotland, apart from the haggis. <laughs> I'm more you... of a martini person, but I okay. could. All right. Well, you, I, also they drink martinis in I, Scotland. I know that. So you and your husband come to Scotland and we'll feed you some salmon and whiskey and you can go to the wee church. 
and the Weed Church. And go to the Weed Church. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks for coming, pal. It's my joy to be here. See, I love that you're so professional. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. No, it's, it's all right. I like you, Craig. <laughs> I think you too. That's why we did this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, that mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.